Welcome to the SBCN Podcast, a production of the Small Business Community Network, brought to you by Brad Poulos, small business coach, entrepreneurship professor, and author of the Small Business Operator's Manual, a guide to running your small business profitably. Hello and welcome to the SB Sand Small Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Aqua Jenner. Our guest today is Lisa Bragg. She's a speaker, advisor, and founder of Media Face. Lisa and myself have been connected for many years from the time she was a TV news reporter on CHCH TV. She was also one of the speakers at an event I hosted many years ago, uh, as I'm one of the co-founders of the SBCM. So today, we're very lucky to have Lisa come along and share one of her popular topics, bragging rights. Hello, Lisa, and thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And it's always great to connect with people who are going the distance and making a difference. So, you know, applause to you, cheers to you for all you've done to help small business owners thrive and have community. Because as you know, it's a lonely field and it can be a lonely field when unless we have supporters and allies with people like you. So kudos oh. to you for, for having this long relationship too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and I guess that's one of the reasons Dave, my my business partner and co-founder of the Small Business Greens Network, decided to help really small businesses in the beginning. But now we've got the support of people like you and lots of other really, really successful larger businesses. It is lonely, Lisa. And, you know, 20 odd years ago when I started as a merge facial speaker, if it wasn't for people like you and other people who introduced me to mentoring and helped me, I don't think I'd be here today. So, and again, it's it's a community. Um, what do they say? That it takes a village. And so with people like you and the other guests that go on this podcast, we can offer lots and lots of information, tips, ideas. And you're one of my <laughs> heroes and I love listening oh. to you and reading all about, you know, what you're doing. So, um Bragging rights, that's such a wonderful title. I'm not going to ask how you came up with it, but it is a great title, Lisa. Well, it, you know, I think just lends right right away into my book. So my name, I mean, it lends right away. So it's already, people get a chuckle out of it when I say Lisa Bragg, and my book is called Bragging Rights. So it's a natural marketing play. There are a few people that said, oh, maybe not, because bragging has such a nuance. It has such a negative space for so many people. So my goal is to change what we think of bragging and make it a positive. Because originally the word brag in 13, I think it's 1325, 1305 was about shine and shimmer and mm -hmm. that you would talk about positive things and talking about success. And then it was only later on that it became more about, you know, being that what really is actually self-aggrandizement when we're talking about ourselves that we're better than someone else or that puffery, that icky feeling or those mm -hmm. put downs, that's much more in self-aggrandizement. And so brag is such a blurry word and it's been blurry for a long time. They doing my research <laughs> You know, we couldn't even find out exactly where the word came from. It has little wow. uh, odes to many different uh, languages and language streams. So it's been interesting and fascinating to do the research. But yeah, and I think reason why is 
you know, to go back to what you said, mm-hmm. I really believe in collaboration over competition. And that's why I really want us to be able to talk collectively about our successes. And that's what I define bragging as, is talking about your success with pride, because we need to hear those success stories in the business world and small business everywhere so that we can also thrive without having to reinvent and figure things out ourselves. Lisa, you are ticking all my boxes because I think you and I were very alone when I started business 20 odd years ago because um, helping people and sharing each other's successes and, as you say, using the word bragging, which, you know, to some people means showing off and being big-headed. Um, so I also encourage, you know, people to to showcase themselves. I mean, there are ways to do it. I mean, some businesses, as we know, will really – how shall I say, have a go at other businesses and say, you know, they are rubbish, I'm the best. So that's not the way to do it. But I think it's great that you're bringing this back into the present from, did you say 1305? I think it's wonderful that you're going to share how we can do this today. Do you think it's lack of confidence, Lisa, if I can just jump in with that little thought? Um, Do people have lack of confidence? Think No, we can't brag about ourselves. We can't showcase ourselves because people will think we are kind of, you know, above ourselves. There are so many reasons, and I go in deep into several in the book, and there are many that I just couldn't even get to because, you know, the editors didn't want this to be (laughs) that long of a book. So, but there are so many reasons, but a lot of it is cultural. So many Mm -hmm. of us are brought up to be what I call hidden gems. So we're taught at a very young age to not talk about our successes, to always pass the mic to someone else, or that you're not good enough. Or culturally, so many so many people through the research I've done, they identified, well, what will other people think? Mm-hmm. And so we have these barriers, these things that we put up at a young age. And some people have it and some people don't. And that that's a, it definitely is, you know, that we don't have... I don't talk about confidence Mm -hmm. as much because I believe confidence is almost elusive. Mm -hmm. As soon as you get to that stage of, oh, I'm confident at that, then then it moves again. (laughs) And that's where we have like the imposter experience. And so it's always a moving target, especially for people like us who always want to get to the next thing. And if you're in small business, you're definitely one of those people who are trying to make something new, make something out of nothing, make something bigger, better, brighter. And so we're always trying to do something new with it. So I think it is, you know, a lot of social conditioning that goes back to the factory era of why would you stick your neck out, be thankful you have a paycheck or or money coming in? Mm -hmm. Why would you go beyond your station? Things like that. And in this world now, especially as we're, you know, no longer in the factory era, some some places in the world are, yeah. but, you know, the audience I'm speaking to today, we're not in the factory era, but we hold on to values that still are so old. But meanwhile, we're in the fourth or fifth um, industrial revolution. Who knows what's happening next with all the technology? So, so that's a lot of the challenge where we don't know how to stand out and fit in because we've been culturally um, conditioned to play the role that we are born into. Would you say, Lisa, that this is um, a female, a a woman's problem or challenge that, or do you think some male, some men have the same um, feeling that they can't really show off, showcase, brag? 
If you asked me before I did my research, I would say women. <laughs> but after I did the research, I started to find out that a lot of men also have that cultural conditioning. Men also, though, are told to you know, talk about their successes younger. Mm -hmm. They're not told to pass the mic. They're mm -hmm. told to, to go up, stand up, be front and center. So there is the cultural conditioning of that attitude to, in most cultures, to for the men to take the lead. So they are trained differently. It's surprising, you know, when you watch parents, how they talk to their kids, like, you know, share the toys, be nice. Like a lot of that language does, and I'm not saying be rude and be, you know, but individualistic, but women are so conditioned to be part of the collective where men are conditioned often to be individualistic in so many ways and even in traditional business. So there is a, you know, a nuance that way, but my research showed that it's not just women. And in Australia, for example, they are really conditioned to watch out for saying anything super positive about themselves. So a lot of self-deprecation. And I think now as you know, we, we change as a society that there is a difference and that it's not just a, you know, a woman, an issue that women have, it's an mm -hmm. issue that lots of people have. So, but I really did think it was more of, of women in the beginning. I think it's still a lot of women, they lean into my work and mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, but really for all of us to solve it. And so that we can all talk about our successes. We need to have everyone realizing that, you know, we need to share our successes in a different way and that we need to all be open to hearing successes from different people so that we don't have that, you know, where people feel put out or women often, I find too, are, they're so worried about what other people will think. And mm -hmm. so we don't want to say something really positive about ourselves and say, hey, I won this award <laughs> without having a whole bunch of, I feel humble and thank you to everyone else, you know, before they actually say what's happened, uh -huh. where men don't have that social conditioning, they'll just come out and say it. So we are so much conditioned to uh, self-deprecation then. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm speaking in generalities, of course, uh, but But you've yeah. done your research, you've done your research, Lisa, which I haven't on this topic, but from my personal perspective um I was very confused when I got into business because I think I'm a nice person <laughs> uh -huh. and um I found that women in particular where I was concerned I don't know why seemed to not let me have what I call my confidence to say you know I, I was I, my book was good you know I was an author or I'd done a, a great you know keynote I mixed a lot with women in women's networking groups in my early days, but, you know, there weren't many women out there, and I'm talking 20 years ago, who I felt wanted to help me brag or show off or be myself. It was more, you know, you're not really very good. And then I kind of navigated to men in the sense that, in my case, they were more open to saying, I mean, my husband, Dave, he's in the corporate world. He was one of my first mentors and he said, you know, you can do anything in life because, as you know, I'd been a stay-at-home mom, et cetera. So in my case, I found the men more supportive, so I did learn a lot from men. I've learned to navigate now and find both men and women who are more open to the community, the, the sharing, the caring and helping each other. But I'm hoping, you know, with your new book coming out, that there'll be um, tips and ideas in there for how we can make it easier for, say, the next generation, Lisa, you know, that 
the um, what, what's the what's the next generation of of youngsters called? I get lost with all the Gen Xs and everything. Do you? <laughs> well, I think we're down to Gen Z or Alpha now. But oh. you know what? I would love to not wait to help Alpha, and I think that's what's so. We always want to help the next generation. True, true. Instead of working to help each other right now, and I think if we change things right now instead of waiting for you know the, the next generation and making things better for them, I challenge and say. Why don't we start making things better right now? And I do believe there is this, um, a lot of people have had that experience where they have that scarcity mindset. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you tapped into 20 years ago where people felt, well, there's not enough room for all of us. So yes, why should yes. I, I'm going to put my elbows up and make sure that you don't have the room to breathe, or I'm not going to tell you my secrets because it was already so hard to get here myself. Thank you. That's it, Lisa. Now you would know better than me. Seriously. I mean, you were a reporter. Was this purely from a women's, you know, was it just women or was I making that a, a bad memory or did some men have the same kind of, you know, no, 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 there's no room for you kind of deal? You know, when I started my business, I didn't feel that. There are very few women. So I started Media Face in 2007. And so, wow, just so long ago now. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, there are so few women entrepreneurs at that point, as you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many of us did click when we found each other because we <laughs> had this, this experience. And, yeah. you know, we were new. And also our businesses maybe looked different. Our goals were different for what we wanted with our businesses. But, mm-hmm. um You know what? I have been fortunate, though, to grow into now communities that, you know, now I feel we do see the light that we're not trying to even worry about seats at the table. We'll make Mm -hmm. our own table and bring other people to it. So I think that's why we live in a great time. But I challenge that we need to do the work today all of us so that we can, you know, make it better for people who are here now. And what happens is that there's, uh, you know, facilitators. So when someone's starting out new, we're like, oh, we'll help you along the way. Mm -hmm. And then once people get some traction, then we get a little bit worried about them. And then we become obstructors and it's Mm -hmm. in corporate and it's in small business too, where it's like, oh, now they're, you know, actually competition, (laughs) you know, or or there's only so many set, you know, seats at the microphone. So I'm not going (laughs) to pass the microphone to them because it's that scarcity mindset instead of realizing, you know what, you actually really aren't for everyone. So you need to find the people that you are for. And that'll be different than the people that I'm for. And there might be some overlap. So we can, Mm -hmm. we can actually collaborate, instead of worrying about competition. We're competing against people who are you know, on the other side of the planet, we're competing against <laughs> technology that we don't even understand. So, so why true. make it when, especially when they're close to you, why make it so competitive when we can actually collaborate and go further, farther, faster together? So you're saying all the right things. You're giving me even more confidence because I still, people tell me I'm so confident and, you know, I know what I'm doing, but I still get the tummy wobbles and everything, you know, and I'm still a kind of a, a little bit worried I may offend somebody, but that is my culture. That is, I say sorry if somebody bumps into me or I, Dave says, you know, I'd say sorry if somebody run over me with a car because I was in the way, you know, that's my culture and I've got to change, which is why I'm interested in this book. When is the book launch, Lisa? 
The book comes out on May 11th, 2023, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this way in the future. So, mm-hmm. um, and then it so comes up for pre-launch. I'm pretty sure we're doing something starting in early April. So I'd love it if you were interested in the book at all. If you even came to my list nowadays and uh, came to my website now and signed up. So you'd got, get the information on when oh, it actually awesome. launches. And um, yeah. so lisabragg.com. And we're, we're putting up all these extra free things for people who sign up and <laughs> um, want to join the book early just so we can have that you know when people see there's a network effect to everything when people see something is successful then they want to be part of something that's successful so by more people getting in earlier that will also help amplify the book through you know word of mouth and the algorithms and all the different things that come into uh, really selling a book and selling an idea to the world right now Mm -hmm. so you know we can't sell a secret so I really want this book to amplify and to be shared widely. It's, you know, for the individual, it's for people that you coach, mentor, sponsor, champion. So I really think it's one of those books that you'll want to have one for yourself and and get one for someone you care about Mm -hmm. in small business, corporate, you know, wherever they are in their career journey. Mm Because, you know, it's a lot longer journey for all of us now. And we need to make sure that we don't make it harder on ourselves. And that's why talking about your success makes the job a lot easier for today and for the future. I totally agree. And I love the fact that you bring the corporate world into it. And um, I'm talking about everyone in the corporate world. I'm not just talking about, you know, one demographic. Because especially with the, how can I say this, global global organizations who have to do the, the Zoom calls, um, you know, how can you be heard at the table? You know, um, how can it be heard on Zoom? How can it be heard when you go into the office? So using purposeful self-promotion, if that aligns with your thinking. Did I get that wrong? Did you actually say if that aligns with your thinking or did I misread that, Lisa? Um, I'm not sure where that comes from, but it's purposeful self-promotion is is really part of the tagline of the book. So mm-hmm. I think it's why I want it to be purposeful. So we we played around with, you know, other words, smart, savvy, but I don't want people to just start talking about themselves or networking like crazy. You know how people get so exhausted by not networking efficiently and not really thinking about their end goals. Like what do you really (laughs) want to do? They get exhausted. And even when they say, oh, a network, oh, you know, but it's really, (laughs) how can you do things with intention? Because if you don't know your intention, you're going to do all these things that take time away from your other part of your lives, you know, your children, your health, your well-being, instead of why not work with intention to make the load easier for yourself. And so what my book is about is not about doing social media. You know, I don't want you to become, you know, Instagram famous necessarily. (laughs) It's not about just developing all these social media channels and, and working hard that way. It's about going deep, and talking to the people that you care about and you really mm-hmm. want to reach. And how can you do that in a way that that is, you know, talking about yourself and your successes, but not feeling icky about it. And so that's where it's about being purposeful and not just a scattergun approach. It's how do you really talk to the audience that you're meant to serve? Oh, wow. I could listen to you all day. I love the word purposeful. I think you've chose the right word. And I think I know where you're coming from because obviously we both work with a lot of different business demographics. 
But particularly where social media is concerned, a lot of people throw a lot of content out there without a purpose, without knowing their audience, thinking it will serve everyone. And in a way, they are self-promoting themselves, but they're not doing it, as you say, um, with the end goal in mind, Lisa. And maybe nobody's looking at their content and then maybe they think, well, I failed. So people share stories about their products and services when we don't really know the person who's trying to sell to us or promote themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. And that's where even from my, so as part of my journey, I'm, I'm in the book too. This is, <laughs> this has a little bit about me, um, and my, some of my issues of, of, I am, I am, I needed this book. I needed this book. I needed this book when I was 15 years old, but oh. now as a savvy entrepreneur, I still, still need this book. Cause I tend to hide and, you know, I, don't always want to put myself out there and talk about my successes and let mm-hmm. people know because I did have those eye rolls when I was younger. And I, you know, <laughs> so I do have all the cultural. And so I think that, but it's about how do we talk about our successes in a way that feels good to us? Um, oh, I forgot your question because I just wanted to jump on that. What? No, um, no, no. I love this. I love the fact that we're jumping in and out because it's all, <laughs> it's all pertinent. Basically, what I'm saying is we, we need to, um, into the world of self-promotion on social media at networking events. We need to know how to do purposeful self-promotion in a way that it doesn't come over that we are trying to sell to strangers. So some people are worried about that part of it. So, for instance, many, many years ago, you know, before I started Motivational Steps, um, basically I was working three jobs. I was divorced. I was in financial ruin. I had four children, still got them. Didn't know where I was coming or going. I felt that if I talked about that part of the why I'd become a motivational speaker just after months of being a breast cancer survivor, I thought that maybe I was trying to self-promote myself in the wrong way. But people wanted to know the why, the who, and the what. So once I started promoting myself and all the hard work I did to get past those three terrible low-paid jobs, then people started to decide, I'd love you to speak at my event or whatever. And I think that's where some people get confused with self-promotion versus selling to strangers. Do you get where I'm coming from now? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We are humans having a human experience. And so we want to connect with other humans. And now with technology taking over so much, you know that bots are talking to you. We want to have that human connection. (laughs) Yeah. So making a difference and not always having the you know, the form letter. I want to know that you care about me. We need to care about each Mm -hmm. other, especially if you're doing a lot of business with somebody, you know, that human to human, that's what's going to be a differentiating factor in the future is, is this made by a human? (laughs) That's going to be a big thing. Is this written by a human? That is going to be something where, Mm -hmm. you know, you, it's bespoke human done. Like that's going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And so having, you know, showing some, being a human, (laughs) And and allowing some of your personality to come through, because I really think we are going to head into more and more a values-based business setting where people Mm want to do business with people who have similar values. And I'm not saying 
people who look exactly or come exactly from no. the same culture. No. It's the, it's the, you know, this, the, the uh, psychodemographics, like what is it beyond? So do you like to go and go for long walks in the nature? Do you like mm-hmm. to, you know, um, share knowledge? Like what are your values that I can connect with and not just the capitalistic values of let's make a buck together. <laughs> What's beyond that? Because there's That's so it. many of us. That's so it. let's connect and be humans together so that we actually have something and it doesn't have to be that big that can connect on so many levels but we have to have something that we connect on to to show that we're human and that we care and that we have empathy for each other and this journey that we're on especially considering how important well-being is so definitely values is a place that we need to show that i'm not saying you have to show all your warts. No, that takes some experience, but you know, you have to be in a position of power to often Mm -hmm. talk about, you know, a wide range of things. You know, the people always say, be authentic, show your full self. Well, not everybody can do that. Yeah. Not everyone can do it. You have to either, you know, really consider it or be coached in it or take time with it or be in a place where you talk from your, your scar and not your wound so that you have reflection it. time on that. But for the right reasons as well. I mean, again, we all we all need to make a sale, but so many people think that the whole world is their target market. And I honestly believe that your book has come out at the right time. I know, as you say, we could have all, you know, why didn't you write it when you were a child, Lisa? You're a bit slow there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I really believe that your book has come at the right time and it's for all demo no, I could be wrong. What demographics are you hoping to reach? I nearly said it's for all demographics, but I don't think I should say that because I have no idea. So you're the one who wrote the book. (laughs) Well, I really hope that it helps people who are, they tend to be. So when I did the research, the people that really took an interest in it were people over 35 years old. And I still, that's a huge group, but uh, the research before on bragging and self-promotion had all been done on university cohorts. So people who are uh, from the US. Mm-hmm. And so people who are 21, 22, you know, 19 years old, they mm-hmm. are in a time of their life where they really do want to fit in. They don't want to stand out. And you can understand that there's, yeah, they've just yeah. gone through so many changes. They're, you know, in university. But when you get older and into your career, and it's no longer the new, I'm the new person. You start to get, especially after 35, 36 years old, you know, you, things, you start to see the real lay of the land. And it's, a lot of people, it becomes a time of being invisible. And there's a corrosiveness to being invisible that mm-hmm. starts to set in. And, you know, in small business too, where you are front and center part of your business, but you're also hidden as part of your business. I know. So, you know, it's a lot of people who are over 35. It is people who are business owners and corporates. They can take both. There's, you know, different pieces for that. And mm-hmm. there's lots of takeaways for people to, to do right away that are really small things that will make a difference that they can do today. It, there's some reflection pieces in it. And there's also th- some things that they can share with you know, their friends, partners, communities, and that they can do collaboratively. So there's those elements to the book that, um, that I hope will make a difference, but it's really people who are, you know, the people who responded to the research, mid-managers, CEOs, people who were in uh, nonprofit, 
nonprofits, academics, small business owners. So it's the whole range Mm -hmm, of people. mm -hmm. So while I talk about narrow casting and, but I'm really holding on on people who this message does resonate. I want to talk to them. If you think bragging is wrong and it's all humility all the time, then, Mm -hmm. then I'm not for you. You know, I'm, I'm, the people who are already interested in my message, they need this message. They don't Mm -hmm. need to hear Because, you know, right now we all want to hear about humility and be a humble leader. And it's like, well, my people are already too humble. They're already giving up so much. (laughs) And so they already, they already know that they have been, you know, afforded some success because of the people that have come before, Mm -hmm. but they can go so much further if they just told the world how they served. So Mm -hmm. that's what it's really about. It's when you talk about it at the end of the day, it's how am I here to serve someone else. And that's, Mm. that's what bragging is about is really letting other people know how you're, you are here to serve. So yeah, it's, you know, (laughs) I really, I hope a lot of people can see themselves in the book. And um, I did talk to a lot of people internationally. So Canadians were uh, Americans, people from the UK, people from Japan, people from Australia. So yeah. Yeah. Different countries. So basically what I love so far, and I haven't read the book, but I know a little bit about you, Lisa, and I really do. Let's admit it. We can't like everybody, especially if we're women. We can't trust everybody, but sometimes we can respect somebody, whatever, you know, we have all different feelings, but you're an overall, I love you to bits kind of deal. So the authenticity and the honesty along with the wealth of experience from your research and your, you know, past lived experiences are all in the book. So obviously it's going to be something that people will want to read and want to utilise and take the tips. And I really feel, you know, we've talked about all the different demographics, but I sometimes think you are right about the corporate world in particular, you know, um, even that being told, you know, to be a good manager, blah, blah, blah. You know, it doesn't always work to be a good manager, to give too much, to be too humble, to say please a hundred times and still be ignored because you probably won't have the job as a manager much longer if you're not getting people to do what you want. So I think the kind of people who are going to be interested in this book is how to be purposeful without, (laughs) in Linda's words, offending people or upsetting people or looking like, you know, but not standing back and saying, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I know I'm good enough, and I'm going to brag. Would that be right, Lisa? Yeah, exactly. You've really nailed it. It's that, you know, we can't be responsible for how people receive our message. Nope. So you, and that's what I think a lot of people, they hold back because they're so conditioned to worry about what other people think. And so I'm not wanting you to be all of a sudden some raging extrovert as you do this work, (laughs) but I want people to be comfortable enough to say, to claim credit, you know, to talk about themselves, to share their successes. Because, you know, my whole thing is, I'd rather say what's next than who knew. And that's when at the end of our days, when you are done, you know, if you've shared your knowledge and shared, here's the successful path that I had, Mm -hmm. here you go. Instead of saying it it dies with me, why not sprinkle it along the way and share those successes? Because then people know, hey, I can go to Linda. She's the expert in this instead of you waiting for somebody to give you the mantle of expert. And I think that's a lot of small business owners they don't claim the mantle of an expert in their work. They want to, you know, just do their job. But if people know that you're the expert or visionary in what you're doing, mm-hmm. then they will come to you and you'll get wow. more business that way. So, uh, you know, so often we just push it aside and not claim it. 
I want to make this other point for small mm-hmm. business owners because I was guilty of this. This happened to me and it's in the book, but that we don't, we hide behind our brand too much, our mm-hmm. corporate brand, our company brand. And so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, people forget that you are, you need your own parachute, your own suitcase to go that if you ever <laughs> wanted to leave your small business, yep. that you also have your own distinct brand ready to go. So meaning, you know, I'm not a big fan of the word brand, but that you have, that you know who Linda is and Linda's values are, that you can go off and do something else and start Mm -hmm. something else tomorrow, or Mm -hmm. that you're set up that people know, hey, Linda stands for this. Let's bring her into this opportunity opportunity Mm -hmm. instead of it's Linda as her company. And that happens so much where we blur the lines of where do I start and where does the company start? And that happened, you know, where the company ends. And that happened to me where I was my company. I was mm-hmm. media face mm-hmm. and I didn't have my little parachute. Interesting. Or to go. Interesting. So, you've yeah. t- you've, you know what? I know you're really busy with the book and the launch and work and everything, but you've touched on a very, very relevant point and we can't go into it today, but this is one thing I also encourage my clients to do to have, their brand, whether in the corporate world, a small business, a large business, because as you say, if if that job or career or or business disappears, who are they? And they say, well, we're not allowed to, or we don't feel we should. So it comes again to being purposeful. Lisa, can you just share with our listeners before I have to let you go, even though I don't want to, so you'll be back yeah. doing another podcast, I'm sure. Can you please share how people can find you? And I know it's going to be easy because you do such a good job of being able to be found. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love you to come to lisabragg.com and sign up for uh, getting on the list for the book. And um, we're also going to have some uh, extra things. So if you leave me your email address and let me know, I'll only email you with things that are purposeful. So Mm -hmm. not going to get into the whole, you know, always emailing people, but leave me your email address and I'll send you some things that uh, will will help you and lisabragg.com slash podcast for those things and to sign up. And then um, also find me on LinkedIn. I'm always on LinkedIn and I want to cheer you on. And if you have something that you want to brag about and self-promote, hashtag uh, bragging rights with that. And I will uh, be there to cheer you on. So I'm looking and scanning all the time to see who has something that I can help um, amplify because that's really what it is. How can we amplify the success of others so that we can all go further, farther, faster? I love that. I love everything you've said, Lisa. And you say it way better than I try. (laughs) I wrote a book on this. I've been a lot of editing. So (laughs) So purposeful self-promotion. I love it. Lisa, we've got to let you go, but I do hope we can invite you back when you're a little bit less busy because I'd love to touch on the, you know, the branding topic and stuff like good luck with your book. I'm definitely going to sign up for it, share the information with everybody. Have a wonderful day. Well, thank you. And thank you to everyone listening. I truly appreciate you. 